Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast. Just want to remind you, you can contact us at jasondemars.com and you can make any of your questions, prayer requests, or testimonies known to me. We can either address them here on the broadcast or um, you can also send them in uh, send them in to me and I'll respond to you uh, privately either by email or by text or we can also uh, through any social media platform that we're, we're working on you can contact us through that as well. We uh, are continuing on our study of the book of Ephesians verse by verse. We're on Ephesians part 17 and we're on chapter 5 verse 18 and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit so being filled with the spirit is the antithesis of being drunk everything that paul's speaking here before is be under control be careful People will use this verse and say, be drunk in the spirit. It's not, not uh, what, what's being said. When you're drunk with wine, you're out of control. When you're filled with the spirit, you're under control. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. Don't be out of control. You know, being drunk with wine leads to bitterness, wrath, Anger, clamor, evil speaking, fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, jesting. Those are the things that being drunk leads to. Being filled with the Spirit leads to being under the control of God, which God is not the author of confusion. God is the author of order and truth. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So that's what being filled with the Spirit leads to, goodness, righteousness, truth. It doesn't lead to being out of control, erratic, odd. It leads to being under control. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So now he is, he is turning from what the Christian life should not be. Uh, he starts to talk about la the last, last time we looked at it. Don't have fellowship with unworks, works of unfruitful works of darkness. Rebuke them. It's a shame. Redeem the time. Make the most of your time. Um, walk circumspectly. Be thoughtful. Be careful how you live. Do not be drunk. Don't, don't be out of control. Be under the control of the Spirit. Speaking, and how, how can we be under the control of the Spirit? How can we be filled with the Spirit? How do we be filled with the Spirit? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody 
in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you be filled with the Spirit? Singing worship unto the Lord. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. This is, again, now the antithesis of filthiness, foolish talking, jesting. Don't, don't be joking, fooling around, goofing around constantly. It's okay to have fun, not saying that. But the point being is, what, what should your primary be, uh, communication be between one another? Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things. That should be our primary communication with one another as believers. 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Again, I don't think he's departing from his thought of being filled with the Spirit. We submit to each other. We respect each other's leadership. We submit to one another. We don't try to manipulate and control one another using emotions, using fear. Submit to one another. He doesn't say anything about pastors and preachers and teachers being exempted from this. As we're being filled with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, speaking to each other in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we submit to one another. Why? In, we do it in the fear of God, in the reverence of God. Why? Because you, you, the people that you're around are made in the image and likeness of God. They're the children of light as well. You should honor and reverence one another in all of these things. Um, next verse. Verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. It starts with submit to one another. Husbands, submit to wives. Wives, submit to husbands. Uh, brothers in Christ, submit to brothers in Christ. Brothers in Christ, submit to sisters in Christ. Pastors, submit to believers. Believers, submit to pastors. Yes, there's leadership positions. Yes, we understand that. That's not an issue at all. The point being is, even our leadership is under submission. It's seeing the heart of other people, loving people, caring for people. It's nurturing and building people up. Uh, wives, submit yourselves to, unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So here it's saying, Wives are to be under the submission of their husbands. In other words, under the leadership of their husbands. As unto the Lord. So as you're following your husband, you're actually honoring and glorifying the Lord. Verse 23, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. So Christ is the leader of the church. He is the one who is in authority over the church. And he's saying the husband is in authority over the wife. And he's the savior of the, bo the body. The husband is to 
love and care for. I want to stop for a second and say these are radical words in today's day and age. These are, are, are in this day and age that Paul is writing. They're radical words. They're, they're words that are spoken that are literally very, very different from the culture around him. At this point in time in history, wives were the property of their husbands, much like cattle, homes, etc. So women were, were, did belong to their husband. And here he's saying, husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the savior of the body. The husband is the savior of his wife's body. Therefore, verse 24, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. We're to be subject to Christ in everything. The wife is to be subject to her husband in everything. This is the radical part, radical departure. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. The husband is to give himself for the life of his wife, to live in service to his wife, to care for her, to take care of her, to bless her. We're going to talk more about this next time. I want to get into more detail about it. But the husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. How much did Christ love you? Fully, wholly, completely. Without reservation, without taking anything away. Christ loved you and not only loved you to the point where he gave his body to be a sacrifice for you. We'll pick up more next time we talk about this. Any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can contact me at jasondemars.com. May the Lord richly bless you.